It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. And we've got another great interview. Uh, for you today with Wendy DeWitt. And uh, we're going to get to that in just a quick second. In the meantime, we've got to take care of a little business here. I'd like to thank my sponsors, uh, Positively Pittsburgh Live. You can go to PositivelyPittsburghLiveMagazine.com and get all the information there. That's uh, Pittsburgh's first internet radio and TV and online community and business directory. So you want to go ahead and check that out. If uh, you are, There's tons of resources there to learn all kinds of amazing things, as well as if you are a business, it's a great place to kind of get yourself seen and let people know what you're doing. I'd also like to thank <clears throat> MTS Management Group. MTS Management is more than just an artist management company. It's a bona fide rock star in the music industry, specializing in full-service artist management, publicity promotions, and social media campaigns. MTS Management is on the cutting edge of today's new music business. Like I said, you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and you can get all the information and the inside scoop at LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Now, today's uh, special guest, as I mentioned, is Wendy DeWitt. Wendy DeWitt is a uh, boogie-woogie piano player extraordinaire. Uh, she performs straight from the heart boogie-woogie and blues. Wendy has performed with Charlie Musselwhite, Otis Rush, Jimmy Thackeray. She's appeared at the Cincinnati Blues Fest, uh, Boston Symphony Hall with Hank Ballard and the Midnighters, who she was a part of Hank's uh, band for a very long time. Um, and uh, she's also uh, performed at one of uh, uh, Hayda Brooks' last shows uh, in the San Diego Museum of Art. Uh, she tours regularly and produces the annual Queens of Boogie Woogie series, which we're going to talk about here, uh, showcasing artists from around uh, the U.S. in uh, 2012 and 2014. Wendy and uh, longtime collaborator uh, Kirk Harwood, the drummer, uh, uh, represented the Golden Gate Blues Society in the International Blues Challenge, Memphis, Tennessee, achieving the 2014 finals in the top 100 acts. Wendy DeWitt, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. How are you? Thank you. Um, I'm doing absolutely fabulous. <laughs> we're uh, very excited this weekend because we're getting ready for the San Francisco International Boogie Woogie Festival, um, which is happening um, uh, tomorrow in real time here. <laughs> so, What is – okay, okay. Um, this is not the Queens of Boogie Woogie. This is something different? This is a well, you know, you get restless, right? So we, we thought of something else to do. <laughs> uh, my partner and his wife Delia uh, Redstone and Linda Haley, we put on this uh, uh, boogie boogie festival at SF Jazz Center once a year. This is our third annual, and we have boogie boogie players from um, around. This year we've got a Hungarian, Balas Daniel, and uh, from France, uh, Jean Pierre Berton, and who is safe and sound and happy to be coming over here, I'm very sure. And yes. um, then Deanna Bogart's coming up, and she's a, a multiple, multiple BMA 
person herself on sax and piano. She's amazing. And, uh, uh, of course, Bob Seeley, who's one of the top boogie-woogie artists in the country. You, I know you were talking with Mitch Wood, so you know, if, you, if you guys touched on boogie-woogie, I wouldn't be surprised if you mentioned Bob Seeley in there. Um, so he's coming out from Florida, and um, then we have Kirk Harmon on drums and Nancy Wright on sax. It's going to be a party. <laughs> okay, let's take a huge giant step back in time. Well, let's step into uh, Mr. Peabody's Wayback Machine. And, I love it. <laughs> and tell, tell us, tell the audience, what is Boogie Woogie? I mean, that's a crazy sounding name for a style of music. I think, so what would you explain to everybody, the kids at home, what is Boogie Woogie? Well, it's a really good question because a lot of people do not know, and that's one of the cool things about talking with like people under 25 at shows because they're like, man, I never heard this before. And then I'll say, well, it's Boogie Woogie. And they're like, what's that? I never, never even heard the word. Okay, Boogie Woogie goes back to actually the very end of the 1800s. The mu- roots of the music go way back. Of course, there's no recorded evidence, but in the stories that – people that were later captured by Library of Congress and, you know, when they went around the country um, uh, recording folk history and so on, right. uh, people would talk about who influenced them. So these cats in the 1920s were talking about people they grew up with in the late 1800s. And um, so the, the form really solidified towards the end of the 20s, going into the 30s. Um, it's generally described as music with a steady pulse in the left hand, eight to the bar, um, follows usually follows a 12-bar blues pattern. All the blues fans out there know what that is. Um, for all the rest of you, just groove to it. It's cool. And uh, and then the right hand is plays syncopated patterns on top of what's going on in the left hand. It's extremely infectious. It can be really fast. It can be medium tempo. There are actually some slower boogie woogies. And it's it's really mixed in with you know stomps and blues. You can't really separate them. Um, the top guys were Albert Ammons, Pete Johnson, and Mead Lux Lewis. And the same guy that discovered Bob Dylan and Janis Joplin in John his Hammond. younger days. Yeah. Okay. His younger days, he produced this show at Carnegie Hall called Spirituals to Swing. Because at that time, black artists couldn't get good bookings. You know, they were considered, um, black music forms were considered very marginal and, you know, couldn't get any respect. So John Hammond was like, no, we're going to put this front and center right in the middle of American culture. We're bringing it into Carnegie Hall. So he put on these series of shows that included Duke Ellington. I mean, people that now it's hard to imagine that maybe they had a hard time getting respect in mainstream culture. Well, it, they did. You know, mm-hmm. John Hammond helped change that. So um, they did the first, I think it was 1939, um, and... Boogie Woogie immediately took off. They had these three guys on stage playing together. They called them the Boogie Woogie Trio, and people went nuts. So going into the 40s, all over the country, there were these Boogie Woogie piano schools. Everybody played Boogie Woogie. And that's why, like, if you're going through old music books, you'll find a lot of old Boogie Woogie books from the 1940s. I mean, it was huge, swept the country. And, of course, that went on to influence the swing bands and rock and roll and you know john what johnny johnson was playing behind chuck berry in developing rock and roll was boogie woogie and um you can also trace some of the roots of uh rap back to boogie woogie because 
the piano players used to talk while they were playing patterns underneath, like flirting with the women, telling them to come over, stand next to the piano and shake it. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, you know, there, there was a long tradition of, of doing stuff like that, right? So, yeah, boogie boogie is um, the influences are still traceable in what's happening in music now. Okay. And occasionally you find a Good. little sampling of something too. You find what? You have like a little sampling and in, in say a contemporary, um, uh, oh, yeah. you know, mix track or something. Mm-hmm. People will have like a little sample bass line or a little piece of a boogie woogie thing. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I, I, you know, that that's a great description, and it is uh, had over time sort of became mixed in with you know blues and, and rock and everything, and, and that beat is sort of like uh, uh, we. It's not uh, once people hear the you know realize the roots of it, but I think a lot of people are just not. May, some people may not be familiar with the exact uh, history of it. So I thank you so much for that. Now your history. <laughs> you know, you're you're a boogie woogie um, a piano player. Um, now, how did you get into this? Did you start out? We talked before we started the recording about the... Uh, so you automatically know about some of the rudimentary sort of piano stuff that most people learn. So so you studied classically first, and, and then you got into Boogie well, Woogie, or how did you not, get into... This starts from the beginning. Really. How did you get started? Yeah. Okay, it's actually a pretty good story. When I was a kid, my dad owned the first European automotive shop in Sonoma Valley, in Sonoma, California. This was okay. a long time ago, Okay. <laughs> And there was this guy who had a Porsche, and he needed a new transmission, and he had no money. So he gave my dad his piano. So that's how I got my first piano. Ah. And then dad used to bring his friends over, and they would play, and he had this one friend named Tommy Thompson. And Tom's mom, Big Red, had taught him how to play Boogie Woogie. And so he would come over, hang out at the house, and play that. So I was this, like, little 9-, 10-year-old kid at his elbow just pestering him until he showed me how to play it, you know. So that um, that got me started. And then at, uh, my grandma gave me a year of piano lessons when I was little. And yeah, it, was, it was sort of a, you know, a disastrous road growing up, <laughs> living in different places and not always with them. You know? okay. so, but I hung in there, you know. <laughs> so eventually I got my piano back <laughs> and... Um, but, you know, I did a few lessons here and there. I started learning stuff off of records. And, and um, you know, I, w- once you know how to read, you can teach yourself, right? So, right. You know, you start figuring out how to get things off records and all that. So I started doing that. And then um, uh, a friend of mine decided that he was never going to be as good as the rest of the guys in his band. So he gave me his record collection, which was James Cotton and uh, Memphis Slim and Otis Band and all these great guys. Wow. So, so that's that's how it all got started. Once I learned the boogie woogie and heard the blues, it was kind of all over. But you were uh, now now, but you played other types of music, and you were supporting musician um, for a long time. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I, I y- y- the road of you know coming to your own thing. Um, we go out. We go out and find other people to play with. People that are, um, you know, much better than us, <laughs> much more diverse. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did my very first gig was I went on the road with the Top Forty band. You know, went through Canada, the U.S., and all that. So then um, I moved to the Bay Area and met up with a, a, a bunch of blues guys that have um, that played the Salute in North Beach. A bunch of guys that came out of Chicago, and. Um, uh, they're called Chicago Blues Power. <laughs> They've been playing the Saluda North Beach for about 40 years now. <laughs> oh, wow. And and then about that same time, um, I formed my band, my first band. 
and I recruited this guitar player. It turned out that he played with uh, Hank Ballard. So when Hank needed a piano player, I got the gig and um, got to travel with him around the U.S. and went to Europe. Played my first big festival with him, the, the Pure Festival in Belgium. In front of, like, the, my very first time on a huge, huge stage in front of, like, 10,000 people. <laughs> wow, amazing. Fantastic. Uh, and, but there were 11 other people in the band, so I felt pretty safe. <laughs> <laughs> you can hide. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And, and then um, I started working with Steve Flynn when he came out to the West Coast after um, Sunnyland Slim um, passed on. Steve came out out west and um, started working with my band and then he started having me on some of his gigs and um, did some, a little bit of traveling with him when went back to Chicago. And, uh, I'm on a couple of tracks on his See for Chicago album mm-hmm. that we recorded at uh, Delmark. And then from working with Steve, I got the opportunity to play with Otis Rush and, and Big Time Sarah and some other artists. So, and, um, but you struck out on your own eventually. So how do you, how do we make the transition from you know I'm, I'm I've got like kind of like hey you know because when you're supporting other artists it's kind of like your day job right you know I got work I can go and play with Hank or this guy that guy isn't it a little like how do you how do you get the cojones to say no it's me <laughs> I'm well, the show there's actually, no one to hide behind, like especially your show now because what it's just you and your drummer most of the time well, right yeah I finally got really brave yeah <laughs> what was uh, Literally, piano players aren't afraid to play solo, so a duo is like, wow, you're, you're like, hey, this is like, this is really, you know. But whereas most people are coming from a band and stripping it down, if you play, if you play boogie boogie and solo blues piano, you're like actually building it back up. Uh. Um, so I'd actually started my band a long time ago, and, and um, when I started working with, with Steve and Hank, I had already started booking gigs under my name. And the gotcha. way that happened was I was playing in this all-woman rock band. And we were doing pretty good. It was like all original stuff. Great. We're having a ball flying all over San Francisco. And um, the main songwriter and leader of the band, the night before we were supposed to go in the studio with the producer, the whole big thing was going to happen and all that, she called up and said, I'm going to join this other band. I'm breaking up the group. Forget it. And I was like, are you kidding? Are you serious? I've just put a couple of years into my years of my life into this project and now overnight to write as we're starting to get really fun. You're canning the project. Uh, <laughs> that's it. I'm starting my own. <laughs> well, you know, you can't, you know, the, 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 that's the thing, you know, I always said is like, if you start your own band, you know, you can't quit yourself. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. You're kind of stuck. And, and if you're a songwriter, you, you start realizing that you kind of have to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so uh, originally that I had like a five piece and then um, started appearing more as a duo, doing more solo stuff. And, and then when uh, Kirk and I connected, I had already started doing more solo shows because of the boogie woogie circuit in Europe. Um, you do a lot of solo uh, boogie woogie festivals. And um, so uh, with meeting Kirk, he was, he's so perfect. He's got a background in jazz. He played with Norton Buffalo um, he can, with his sense of dynamics and creativity, we don't sound like a duo. So we were having such a good time, we just started basically booking the band as a duo. And, um, you know, sometimes we have to add a piece, somebody will, you know, they want a bigger sound on a festival or something, but essentially our group is a duo. Anything added to it is a bonus. <laughs> um, well, one of the things that I that I noticed is um, 
you know, there's no bass player most of the time, correct? Well, my left hand might take issue. Well, that's with that exactly statement. what I want to talk about. Because <laughs> so you have this, this yeah, you're sort of le- sort of like known for like this, this ability to really. I mean, I mean, it's it's a characteristic of boogie woogie piano, anyways. But it, you you seem to have cultivated this. Is there something special about that that you do? Is there some secret to that? Oh, probably just that if I was a better piano player, my right hand would have more to do. So my just you know <laughs> the left hand does a lot. I don't know. You know. Um, um, I don't know. I just, I love rhythm. I've always, my brother's mm-hmm. a drummer. I can play little drums myself. Uh, you know, the rhythm is everything. And, in in uh, you know, even in really sophisticated music with a lot of notes going on, rhythm is everything. But it's especially true when you're playing more root styles. You know, if the music is pretty mm-hmm. stripped down, you don't have people playing a wall of jazz notes on top of it. It's all about the groove. It's all about the feel. It's about the soul, and it's the rhythm. So, um, I it's not anything I uh, you know went after especially. It's just the way things developed. And you loved it. Yeah. You worked with uh, now. We you already mentioned we talked about that you worked with Hank Ballard. What now? He's a you know a legend, legendary musician, and you worked with him for a very long time. What was like the you had to have like gotten like some mentoring. What was the sort of like biggest lesson that you learned from working with Hank? Do it with your heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Everything everything Hank did was completely heart and soul. He'd done those songs how many times, and he'd get on stage and do the twist, and it was like you got it, you know. Um, a lot of times we, I think we can hear songs that we've heard a million times and not really get them. You don't realize mm-hmm. the passion behind the music. Oh, it's another pop, rock, radio, you know, song we've heard on the radio eight zillion times. And then with, when you're with the person who originally created it and they're still playing it like it was the first time they've ever played it, you really get it. Your music connects on uh, a really deep level when it's, when you're connecting with the passion and the moment and everybody is right there with you, um, I, I, you know, I just can't put it into words. But that's what I got out of Hank. Watch, yeah, watching yeah. him perform and the way he talked about the music and his love for music and his, um, his love for love and people uh, taking care of each other and respecting each other and being together. He was a really beautiful person. Um, so other than other than Hank, um, you've had a, you've been playing music for a really long time. What could, could you give us a couple other uh, career highlights? <laughs> uh, <laughs> talking with you. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh stop stop! Um, uh, well, ah uh, jeez, I think you know playing the San Francisco Blues Festival with Otis Rush was probably the highest moment of my life. I got one of those uh, things going up your spine. Mm. He came out. We'd, we'd started. Uh, Steve did a, a song or two before he came out, and he hit the first chord on the guitar, and uh, the way he played, and he, he was completely a hundred percent present in everything he was doing, and you felt it. Mm. So that that was an amazing moment. That was pretty cool. Um, you know, Kirk and I were pretty thrilled to make the finals at the International Blues Challenge, um, playing at the Orpheum Theater. Uh, after we were one of the last acts up, so we got to stew in the back room all day. You know? <laughs> 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 so by the time we finally got to go out and do our, do our couple of minutes, you know, it's like, all right, let's go. Uh, that, was, that was pretty fun. 
man. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, catch me on a different minute. I'll have a different story for you. I got you. That's fine. This is just this moment, and that's what you said. This is totally cool. Now, tell me about the Queens of Boogie Woogie. What is this all about? Oh, okay. The Queens of Boogie Woogie was triggered by an article I read in Keyboard Player Magazine. They did a full-page spread on Sue Palmer. Now, Sue Palmer played piano with Candy Cane and still does occasionally. Lives in San Diego. She was she was famous for wearing this uh, beehive wig on stage. <laughs> okay. She had she had like a hilarious look. And this was you know this is what end of the end of the end of the eighties into the nineties. It was a while ago now. You know you know a lot of outrageousness was going on on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like I want to meet I want to meet her. <laughs> so um, I came up with this idea of let's put on a Queens of Boogie Woogie festival because. I don't know any other woman playing Boogie Woogie, and it would be really fun to at least have a couple of sisters in music, right? So, right. Um, so okay, I, I dug up a few, and, and now we're all friends, right? <laughs> so I, I started it so that we could all get to know each other and, you know, um, for, for fun, for friendship, for support, to spread the love of the music. And we've been doing it for 16 years now. That's how I met Deanna Bogart. Um, that's how I got to meet Lady Bianca. You know, I just see a name like, oh, she'd be fun. Call them up and, you know, hopefully we get to be friends and do a few shows together. And um, what generally happens is that one of the other queens will then go home and put on a queen show and invite some of us out to play. So we've actually spread them around. Ah, um, cool. We've done we've done little Queens things up in Seattle because Annieville Blues is up there. She was really active for a while. Um, she's actually moving back to California now. And uh, Lisa Ote out in Arizona, she brought the Queens out. Um, uh, Donia Oxford down in L.A. We did some things down there. Of course, Sue in San Diego. We just did one last week with uh, Deanna, Sue, and me at uh, Dizzy's in San Diego. So it's it's gone viral. <laughs> it sounds like it. That's fantastic. It's springing up around in different areas around the country. It's very very cool. Um, so so now you have a new record coming out. This is yes. your second record with Kirk, right? Is this your second it's, record? It's actually our third because we did a Christmas third. boogie woogie album. Uh, of course. <laughs> There has right. to be a Christmas Boogie Woogie album, and the yeah. queen herself had to do it. <laughs> and we we put one of the songs in 5-4 in just for the fun of it. Oh, my goodness. So people would, like, fall down when they try to dance. Is that what you're... <laughs> yeah, we try to trick them, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, this is... this is a, Well, we didn't... You know, the Christmas one being a seasonal one, it's not like a full-on release. Right? I understand. But it, it's available at shows, and you can get it on CD Baby and stuff. It's fun. It's a fun one. Um Industrial Strength was our uh, was our first one together. Then we did Christmas, and then we just put out uh, Getaway. Um, the re- official release date is uh, for um, going on sale on CD Baby and, um, you know, what do they call it, street date? <laughs> okay. uh, that's November 20th. Now tell me about the record. What's uh, what's going on? You you worked with you worked with a, like a like a full band. It isn't just the two of you, correct? Actually, the way we did it was kind of interesting. I've I've owned a recording studio, so I have some chops. And um, a friend of ours, uh, our buddy Angelo Rossi, who's got a studio in San Jose, um, knew that I knew how to record, but I didn't have any gear anymore. I'd gotten rid of all the analog stuff, right? 
So mm-hmm. um, he set me up in Pro Tools. He um, he somehow he was able to give me his old copy or something, and I I was able to fully register it as a real owner. This is not bootleg. You know? <laughs> and um, but thanks to Angela, I was able to get set up again. And then Kirk had friends from the Norton Buffalo days, uh, Gary Kroller, who's a, a fabulous technician and an engineer, and Alan Seneth, who's a, a really amazing engineer. Um, they helped us get our sounds, lent us some gear. We set up the studio. Kirk and I recorded all of the basics. We had Steve Evans come in for one basics because um, there's bass on one track. And on the funk tune, of course, I had to have a bass player. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because so, so I did look at the credits, and I did see a bass player. I'm like, uh-oh, somebody's cheating. <laughs> yeah, well, we love Steve. Yeah, we had to have him. <laughs> he's a, a phenomenal uh, person and player. Cool. And so we did all that, and then, um, uh, of course, Steve Freund came in and, and played guitar. And, but not on all of the tunes, because it's all based mm-hmm. around the concept of the duo. And Correct. here's where it gets fun. We brought in horns on some of the tracks. So you've got piano, drums, and horns. And we stumbled on that by accident, because we were playing a benefit. And um, there were horn players. And you know how benefits, everybody jams and sits in with each other and all that. So it was Mike Renton, um a couple other people sat in, uh, sat in, and Kirk and I had such a good time playing with the horn section. And we thought, well, why not? You know, you can have a duo with a horn section. Um, so Mike Prince and I sat down and um, wrote out charts for three of the songs, and then we got Keith Cross and, and uh, Tom Poole to help out. And uh, so that's it. That's the album. There, are, The horns are on three tracks. We got uh, Steve playing guitar on a few, and then there's... Um, most of it based around it. There's only one song that is just the duo. All of the others either have bass or guitar or horns or something going on. Just a little, just a little extra flavor. Yeah, you just to bring out what the song's about, makes it a little more fun. <laughs> Sprinkles on the cupcake. I got you. Um, so um, now, tell before we uh, run run a little uh, short on time here, but I wanted to ask you something because boogie woogie blues, these styles are so, um, you know, they, they sort of have a form to them. So how do you write original music? Or do you find it difficult to be do original stuff and not have it just be some recycled version of some old boogie-woogie song? Well, it goes back to the, that the, goes back to the story you're telling. Well, some people do that. Some people are very into retro, and that's cool. They, they want to keep that sound. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think that, and there is a place for that in blues and boogie-woogie. There's also a place for incorporating your own story into it so that the music stays pulling in new influences and stays alive, not that you want to lose connection to the roots of it. So the song, you know, the the lyrics, or if it's an instrumental, the, the story that you're trying to tell musically determines what you're going to do. So it may be 12 bar, but it'll have some breaks in it, or it'll have a lick that's a little different, or, you know, there's still ways to do it. And everything hasn't been done. And, you know, you can't, even if you're you're copying music that is 70 years old now. You know, right. Um, it, it possibly, if you're talking, if originating in the late uh, 1800s, it's even older than that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the roots go back to that. And um, so you're taking elements that are that have been around for a long time, but you're telling it from the perspective of somebody who's living a life today. There's no way you're going to play like somebody who's led the kind of life that those guys were leading. You know, we're, we're different. We're different people today. And, and so you're Our, bringing your own 
feelings in the 21st century uh, to it. Uh, and speaking of that, what is the state of Boogie Woogie uh, Piano in 2015? Are there uh, more people of coming Boogie. into it, new artists coming? Yes. It sounds to me like you're finding all kinds of people getting into it. Oh, we're digging them up, yes. And yeah, I do a little <laughs> teaching, too, so I get like this 25-year-old guy who loves jazz, but he also loves Boogie Woogie, you know, <laughs> or... Um, uh, let's say, let's say Belas Daniel from Hungary. He's like 26. Uh, he was a child jazz prodigy. He loves Boogie Woogie and Roots Piano. Um, or Luis Coloma from Spain. And he went to Chicago and did a project with Barrel House Chuck of you know, really great, um, uh, more, more uh, Barrel House bluesy side of things, not as much the Boogie Woogie side of the story. So, you know, the, it's out there, and like when we do the show at SF Jazz, we'll see three generations together. Whole families come out, and wow. uh, just the fact that we've been able to start this festival out here, and there's enough people to fill the SF Jazz Center, and then Ricky and I is doing festivals back on the East Coast, and there's other artists around. There's festivals in Detroit. Um, uh, there's the Archie's Piano Stage in Cincinnati at the Blues Fest there. Um, so there is a lot of stuff going on, and thanks to shows like yours and a lot of uh, um, you know college radio and community radio stations, listener supported stuff. Those those DJs get to do what they love, right? And right. that and the music out there and pulling in new audiences, and and so by you know you're helping get the word out on that. Hey, this is music that's fun, vital, telling stories that are you know of what's happening today. Uh, and it's out there, you know. You, so I, I don't know. I might be a really positive person. I will admit to that. <laughs> but I think Boogie Woogie's doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Okay, well, that's fantastic. Um, so the record is coming out. It's called Getaway. It's coming out on November twentieth. Um, what's happening after you guys? You guys going on the road? What's 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 in the future for the next? I don't know. Uh, six, nine, twelve months. Oh, what's coming up? Well, we're going to be heading uh, out to, uh, we'll be in Memphis for the BMAs, and we're playing in uh, Louisiana and Tennessee. We'll be doing a whole trip back there. So look for us out in that neck of the woods, and uh, we're continually touring all over the West Coast. And um, uh, go to wendydewitt.com, sign up on the email list, and get a free Boogie Woogie ringtone to boot. (laughs) I'm getting my free boogie woogie ringtone uh, as soon as we're done here. Um, <laughs> and, and, and what is that? What, what is your website again? Is it WendyDeWitt.com? Is that we get that right? Yes, you got it. Okay, so go to WendyDeWitt.com for all your boogie woogie needs. They shall be met, and you shall be greatly blessed. Uh, this was a very fun interview, Wendy. Uh, you are uh, uh, <laughs> you're a lot of fun to talk to, and I really uh, I really appreciate. It. And I do love your positive attitude, so that's fantastic. And I love yours, too, man. I, I look forward to meeting you someday. We'll have to do that. We will have to do that. All right. Um, that is, again, Wendy, uh, DeWitt.com. The new record comes out, uh, Getaway, on November uh, 20th. 20th, 20th of this year. So, Wendy, you, uh, what, what are you doing next? Where are you headed? Are you guys playing tonight? You, what are you doing? Just chilling? What's going on? Uh, tonight, we have a big uh, sponsor party for the Boogie Woogie Festival. Uh, we'll be playing there. All the musicians will be there the, uh, doing the house party, and then tomorrow's the big show at SF Jazz. All right, well, it uh, sounds like you're busy. You have a great rest of the day, and we'll stay in touch, okay? All right, and you stay well yourself. All right, take care, Wendy. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Uh, that was 
Wendy DeWitt. Uh, that, again, is wendydewitt.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. You can go to ludinirockandrollcircus.com to get more information about everything we're doing and all the great interviews. As she mentioned, I did speak with, uh, uh, I did a great interview with Mitch Woods, the uh, fantastic Boogie Woogie piano player. Uh, so if you like Boogie Woogie, I highly recommend that you check that out. Once again, thank my sponsors, Positively Pittsburgh Live. You rock, pplmag.com. Welcome to Pittsburgh's first internet radio and TV and online community magazine and business directory. So you want to go to pplmag.com or Positively Pittsburgh Live magazine.com. And I'd like to also thank our. Uh, uh, new sponsor, brand new sponsor, MTS Management. Uh, that's at mtsmanagementgroup.com. MTS Management is more than just an artist management company. It's a bona fide rock star in the music industry, specializing in full-service artist management, publicity and promotions, and social media campaigns. MTS Management is on the cutting edge of today's new music business. Guys, thank you. You've been listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and you can uh, get uh, all the information at ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Follow us on Twitter at LLStrangelove, and you can find me on Facebook, Lou Lombardi. Uh, please watch for our music podcast as well, where we play artists like Mitch Woods, Wendy DeWitt, and some of these other amazing people that you've got to meet here. Guys, have a great day. ludinirockandrollcircus.com. We'll see you on the next show. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.